Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Africa Football Showdown. We're so excited to be bringing you all the excitement from the 2024 Africa Cup of Nations, which is taking place in Ivory Coast. My name is Peter Ocoche. I'm not doing this alone. I'm joined by Daniel Dadzi, our Ghanaian expert, and my sister and partner in crime, Mimi Fawaz. And we're really excited to be bringing you all the action wherever you are. Nairobi, Banjul in the Gambia, Lagos, Abuja in Nigeria, Accra in Ghana. We're also in Malawi, Zambia. Welcome to the show. Now, we're dedicating this edition to the 2024 Africa Cup of Nations. I mean, check this out. 24 teams, six stadium, 54 matches, but only one winner. Let's start with you, Mimi. Oh, Peter, look, you and I have been covering the Africa Cup of Nations for many years now, and it's so exciting to see how much it's grown. I mean, they've had record media accreditations, CAF, over 6,000. And Ivory Coast, you know, it's a, a land of great hospitality. It's a country I've been to many times. So it's going to be really exciting. And seeing everybody wanting to come and cover the tournament really means a lot for the game across the continent and beyond. And Daniel? Look, it was almost impossible to get a Ghana jersey when I was in Ghana over the Christmas, Peter. Everyone is talking about it. <laughs> That's how much people are looking forward to it. I think AFCON is not just about the football. It's about the culture. Football is a passion of almost every African country I know. Everyone is looking forward to the big party if we win. Everyone is looking forward to the big arguments if we lose. It's going to be a sick one. I can't wait for the games to start. Like you said, football is a passion on the African continent and the biggest prize of all on the African continent is to win the Africa Cup of Nations. Now, you know, it's one thing to talk about football, but it's another thing to play the game. Let's talk to somebody who has been playing the game for a long time. He's now actually a veteran in the Nigerian national team and talking to us all the way from the Nigerian Camp Hotel in Abidjan is the one and only... Kenneth Omero, thank you very much for joining us, boss. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. Thank you. It's good to be here. Hello, Mimi. <laughs> Hello, Daniel. Hey, boss, how are we Thank doing? you for doing this, Kenneth. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Kenneth, so you know you and I have known each other for a long time. You won the Africa Cup of Nations in 2013 with Nigeria. You've been to the World Cup. I saw when Messi gave you guys trouble uh, in Argentina match in Russia in 2018. So you're a veteran. You're a senior man now in the team. What's it like for you seeing the new up-and-coming players and, and your influence on them? Um, it's it's been it's been a great journey and um let me just add something. You talked about Messi terrorizing us. I just want to say he does it to he does it to everyone. So it's not something new, you mm. know. He does it to <laughs> he does it to every everyone he, he every defender <laughs> he plays against, you know. So I give um, glory to God. It's been uh, an amazing journey, and from the team that won the Afcon in 2013, it's just me and Ahmed Musa that is still on the team now, and it just shows how you know the consistency and you know the hard work um, that has you know made it possible for me to be consistent up to this um, this time. 
you know, and it's really, really um, good to to see these young players. We have great talents, great potentials right now in the national team, and there are more coming as well, you know. And um, I think this African Cup will be an opportunity for us to do better and um, try to, like our slogan says, let's do it again. It's not going to be easy because we've played a couple of friendly matches. Even um, two days ago, we played against um, Guinea Conakry um, and we lost. And they have um, great, great um, individual players, you know. So right now, there is no small teams in in football. And uh, we have to stay disciplined and play as a team. You've mentioned already you played Guinea coming into the competition, losing 2 0 to them. Just before them, you were camping in Abu Dhabi. You beat the local team 12 0. You know, let's be honest, Nigeria's had a lot of mixed reactions from the fans coming into the, the competition. They've not really been very happy with the results the past few months. Uh, are the team feeling any pressure at all? What's your response to that? No, I think um, the team, we're, now we're used to it because <laughs> it's um, when we, before we go to any game, once there is a post about the game, the fans are already saying they're going to lose, you know. So that pressure is not is not on us. We we just know we want our fans back. I remember when we played Ghana and we drew that game that didn't that we didn't qualify to the World Cup. The stadium was packed, you know. It was packed, and I felt proud. I was happy to see that. So no matter what happens out there on social media, Nigerians love football. And once we start winning again, they will be all behind us. And that is what we have to do. We have to start giving them that win that, that they crave for. You know, and we, the team, as a team, we know about it. We've talked about it. And I think this is an opportunity for us to show um, Nigerians and the world um, the talent we have here. Uh, you mentioned a number of young players coming up. We've been raving about Victor Osimhen. How much of a difference do you think a player like him would make? And who else should we look out for in the Nigeria team? Mm, Osimhen makes a lot of difference. He has this force with him. He he push. He's a fighter. You know, he's strong. He's fast, and he has a, a lot of technique. He's one of the best strikers I've ever ever seen or played um, with or against, you know. And uh, I think this is just the beginning for for him. If he continues the way he's going, he's he's going to go really really far. He's a top he's a top um, top player, top potential. But also uh, Murphy coming in. Murphy is also uh, one player that you know I believe has a lot of potentials as well. Uh, you know, you know the likes of uh, Chukwe is a, you know, we have uh, Onyedika, a midfielder, uh, playing in Belgium. Um, he's also a top, a top uh, defensive midfielder as well. You know, so I think the team has a lot of potential. Ken, I mean, I've got to ask you this question, and you should know because you've done it before. But what does it take for a team to win the Africa Cup of Nations? That's a difficult question. (laughs) 
because um, I can remember when we won it, it was a similar um, situation like this. The the country uh, almost lost hope because we weren't winning enough games. We went into the tournament, first game we drew, second game we drew. And the last game against Ethiopia, if we drew that game, we were out. And around 68, 70 minutes, it was still 0-0 until we had a penalty and we scored and then scored again to qualify um, to the next round. And at, at the end of the, uh, of the tournament, we won it. And compared to the last AFCON, we won all group games, I think, and then we... And then we lost in the quarterfinals. So this um, is giving me that same uh, feeling like when we won the national team, um, the, the cup. I think you can't just go out there and say, I want to win it. It's tough. You have to take every game as it comes. And that's, that's what we'll try to do. So I I, I want to know how far you'll go this time around. But I, quickly before we do that question, looking at this AFCON and comparing it to the previous ones, do you feel like as a player who plays in Europe, do you feel it's become like a more respected tournament outside of Africa? Has it become more popular? What's with players leaving, you know, all these big teams to come and play every two years? For an African player, it's it's everything, you know. The Europeans, they have their Euros, they have other tournaments they, they play. And for us Africans, this is this is the one we have. You know, you might argue with the timing, which um, it's not a perfect timing because we miss games for our clubs. But I think um, with the number of players um, coming to play and the fact that FIFA also has um, instructed clubs that they have to release players when invited I think it's um, helping to to put the league where it's supposed to be and I think it can only grow and uh, the the funds also has been increased and which is also a good um, a, a good thing for the for the tournament so so, so my final question and, and the final question for the interview would be how far will Nigeria go in this AFCON and apart from Nigeria who else are you seeing as a tournament favorite? Um, for me, I I hope we go to the end. I hope we win the the tournament, and that's what what we're here for. We're here to fight to to win the tournament. I also think um, I also think Senegal is there. Uh, they would they would um, they would challenge again. And also, of course, Egypt and Morocco. Those are my predictions as well, Thank Kenneth. You. Guys as well. I'm not ruling you out. <laughs> top guy. Top guy. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me here. All right, man. So we can just let you go. But we're really, really grateful, man. Thank you very much. What a guy. Million gun salute for Kenneth Omweru. <laughs> kuf, 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 kuf. Finish. All right. So, guys, it's, let, let's look at the groups now. And just to warn you, you have one minute to look at each group. At the end of that one minute, you're going to hear a sound like this. And that means your time is up. And we're going to have a little chat about what you've just said. And then we'll move on. So, Mimi, you're going to tell us about Group A, made up of Ivory Coast, Nigeria, Equatorial Guinea, and Guinea-Bissau. Yeah, Peter, this is an interesting group because I think really anybody can qualify from this group. But I think if we look at it, the host, Ivory Coast, 
that home support, as Salomon Kahlo, the former Ivory Coast International, told me, he said the home support is going to be massive. The stadiums are going to be full each time Ivory Coast plays. So I think they stand a really good chance. And as well, they've got Sebastian Aller, who's doing really well as well for them, their striker. So he could be getting those goals. Max Gordel, the experience that they have. And the Brighton youngster in the Premier League, Simone Adingra. Those are all players to look out for as well in that team. And of course, I'm going to still put Nigeria in there. I know coming to competition, not many people are putting them as one of the favorites. But if we look on paper, Nigeria are a very strong team. The results haven't been there coming into the competition, but they've got the best African player right now, Victor Optiman. Guaranteed goal. So if Jose Pacero can get the ingredients together, that team can pose a real threat. Yes, Daniel, you take us through Group B now, made up of Egypt, Ghana, Cape Verde and Mozambique. What can I say, Peter? This is one of the groups to look out for. Of course, there's Egypt, which has everything to play for. Egypt, of course, for anyone watching us, is the most decorated team when it comes to AFCON. Seven-time winners. They won three competitions on a trust between 2006-2010. They got to the finals last uh, in the last showing against Senegal. That dramatic game that was pitched as Sadio Mane of Liverpool versus Mohamed Salah of Liverpool. It's it's going to be, they are the team to watch, in my view, in Group B. Um, of course, there's also Ghana, Cape Verde and Mozambique. Cape Verde, interestingly enough, I was just looking this up, has one of the oldest players on the tournament, Ryan Mendes, and the goalkeeper, Vozinha. Mendes will be 34 next month. Vozinha is 37 years old. So you th- there is a lot of history. There's a lot of experience that they're going to bring. But I think that there's a lot of quality in the Ghana squad and in the Egypt squad, that will edge the other two teams out. But hey, this is football. Anything could happen. Daniel, I, I would have to agree in terms of Egypt. I think they're definitely, for me, one of the favorites to watch out for in this competition, especially looking at how they've built a team since the last AFCON um, in Cameroon. I think Mohamed Salah has been doing really well for his club, Liverpool. And I think already he's a legend in Egypt. But the whole talk in the last AFCON was, can he seal that legendary status by winning the Africa Cup of Nations? So I really think that would seal that for him. And I think he really would want to win it this time around. Indeed, indeed. Let's move on to Group C now. I'm just going to have a look at that. Defending champions, Senegal. The hosts, the last time, Cameroon, Guinea and the Gambia. I mean... A lot of people will still say with Sadio Mane, who just got married recently, still in that team, that they have uh, a strong, strong chance of retaining that trophy. We'll have to see because Cameroon is in that group as well. A disappointing 2021 after Cup of Nations for them. Can they build on that team and come back and perform as people expect them to perform? Guinea are the minnows in that uh, group, um, we could say. And then don't forget that the surprise package in 2021 was the Gambia. What a beautiful run they went on. Can they do it again this year? I mean, a lot of people will start taking them seriously now. So Senegal and Cameroon definitely will take them seriously. Guinea might think that if we beat the Gambia in our game against them, hey, we might have a chance of progressing through to the next round. So a lot of people are going to say this is for Cameroon and Senegal, but, you know, the Gambia is there as well. 
exactly what I was going to say, and of course we are being whooshed out, but exactly what I was going to say, Peter, it's very easy to pick out Senegal and Cameroon. But remember that when it comes to all these big tournaments, there's always one or two major, like favorites ahead of the tournaments that bottle it from the very beginning. And if if it's going to be a team, it's going to be either Senegal or Cameroon. Looking at, remember when France won the World Cup in 1998 and they crashed out of the the 2002 group stage? So it's very possible that it could happen with Mane's team. I mean, I know Mane is a talisman, but he's not had that run from 2021 till now that someone like Salah has had or someone like Osimhen has had. The build-up to the tournament has not been the same, has definitely not been the same for him. This will be a place for him to prove himself, but it's really looking like a dramatic couple of games that we're seeing with Gambia revving up. I think Senegal is still coming into this competition as very strong favorites. We just need to look at the World Cup qualifiers, the preliminary World Cup qualifiers for 2026 World Cup. Mane was still getting on the score sheet for his country, Senegal. Let's not forget he was as well named one of the best players from the last AFCON. He still has those goals in him, even though he plays in Saudi Arabia. So I think Senegal still have a very good team coming into this competition. Okay, let's look at Group D now with Daniel, made up of Algeria, Burkina Faso, Mauritania, and Angola. Mauritania, another team that we don't really associate with the Africa Cup of Nations. Exactly. It's unfortunate that they're, they're, they've been lumped in with Burkina Faso, Angola, and Algeria. Now, this is a team that I expect to be one of the most competitive groups because you have Burkina Faso, you have Angola, they have all that history. You have Algeria as well. I must surprise. I, I must say that when I was doing the research into this, I was surprised to see Algeria is now looking for their third um, Afghan title. Um, I, 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 was, I was honestly thinking that they'd won a lot more. They have so much quality on the side, Peter. If you're going into a tournament with a team that has majority domestic players, you know that they understand how they play. You know that they already sort of they've already sort of been sizing up each other as they play in the same league. So that makes them very dangerous. It's hard for me to pick between Burkina Faso and Angola, but I'll put Algeria number one in this one. Mm, very, very interesting indeed. I mean, who knows? It might be Algeria's year. This year, they've been a bit up and down in the last couple of years. Burkina Faso as well, you know, um, a strong team from from West Africa. And sometimes they perform and then sometimes they don't. Group E, Tunisia, Mali, South Africa and Namibia. This one looks like a, a pretty open group to me. So I think for me, Mali are one of the dark horses in the competition. They've had really good results when we look at the 2026 preliminary World Cup qualifiers just a couple of months ago. And as well, if we look at their friendly against Guinea-Bissau coming into the AFCON competition, they thrashed them as well by six goals in that match. So they're looking very good. I would also say Tunisia, they're a bit unpredictable. Uh, possibly the result maybe hasn't been a- as good as they would hope coming to the competition, getting a goalless draw um, against Mauritania coming into the competition. But South Africa as well could spring up a, su- a surprise. They're under this new resurgence, rejuvenation under Hugo Bruce. So let's not forget he's a coach who knows how to win an AFCON. He won it in 2017 with Cameroon. So I think it, it will be between those three teams in that group. Peter, my dark horse in this tournament is Mali. Mimi has said it all. The build-up to the tournament was amazing. They're also a team that has a lot of history. Unfortunately, when you talk about South Africa, I feel like South Africa, 
has a lot of infrastructure. They have a very strong local league. I expect that South Africa would produce a lot more quality players. I mean, if you look domestically at how much attention their league carries. But it never really seems to, you know, make it happen. You know, I think that Tulisha and Mali have what it takes to edge them out. Namibia, I'm sorry, guys. Let's try again next tournament when you when you have a softer group. We should talk about how they paired them up because, guy, it looks like they've they have already set up the the quarterfinals in the, in the last sixteen. <laughs> I like that. Let's look at Group F now: Morocco, DR Congo, Zambia, and Tanzania. Two X winners there: Zambia and, of course, Morocco. Morocco, first African team to get to the semifinals of a World Cup. I mean. They have to be favorites to win this competition. I think their preparations, the way they, they plan, you know, they've got a coach, they've got a team that is really unified right now. It's not even a team where you pick out just one star. Yeah. You pick out 11 or 22 players who are committed to the cause. And indeed, a whole country backing them. I have to say that they are favorites to win the, the 2024 AFCON. I mean, DR Congo... They're in and they're out sometimes, you know, really good players, uh, especially those coming from the French League. And then Zambia, I mean, they've surprised people before. You know, who says they cannot do it again? Um, we have to keep an eye out for Zambia. And then Tanzania, I kind of like suspect that Tanzania, and if there are any Tanzanians listening, I'm sorry, but they might be the whipping boys. It's all about Morocco in this group. But then again, if you look at it the other way, if Morocco falter, if they falter in any of the three matches they play in this group, then it's something that affect their mentality they move on, if they move on during the competition. I agree with you. For me, Morocco as well are one of the other favorites in this competition. You, you touched upon mentality there. Now, I interviewed their coach, Walid Regragi, in Morocco in December at the CAF Awards, and he spoke about their mentality. They've worked on that mentality, he said. And he said, he told the players, no European team, no other team in the world is better than you. We've had, they've had a lot of support from the, the King of Morocco. They've got that wonderful complex that you saw. And he said... That mentality, he said, is what he told them. Don't be scared of any opponents. You're, you're just as good, if not better, is what got them to get as far as they did at the World Cup. And I think that winning mentality, that's going to get them very far in the competition. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with you on that. Uh, you know, and like I mentioned, preparations is key. And, and that training center in Rabat is absolutely fantastic. I was there sometime last year. Um, and, you know, it's just, world standard i mean teams from europe actually go there to train you know it's absolutely brilliant so i think preparation is key and and the moroccans have mastered it daniel honestly honestly i hate to sound like a broken record but if there's a team that is not going to disappoint you sound like one anyway, it's morocco i do not i do not think they're going to win the whole thing that's just my opinion. I think that in the end, it's going to come down to the grit of Salah pulling some magic, pulling something out of the hat in the last minute or pushing it to penalties and then, you know, some something given. So I, I think you'll go to Egypt, but Morocco is definitely that team to beat. Well, I mean, I was just going to say that you pitched your tent with Egypt, but who do we think could make it all the way to the finals? Mimi. Well, I think I've already mentioned them. Definitely Egypt. I'll never rule Egypt out. They got so close the last time. The defending champion, Senegal. They're also looking very good. Morocco, you can never rule them out after that historic run in Qatar. 
at the World Cup. The host Ivory Coast could go very far as well, that team support. Peter, I know I'm not going to rule out Nigeria. I don't want Wahala. Oh. My Nigerian people, no one Wahala. So I don't want trouble. So I still have to put my super egos in there in the hope. I'm hoping, even though the results really haven't been that great coming into the competition. Daniel, no one's mentioned Ghana as a potential winner. Boss, boss, boss. This time, I know we'll be Nigeria, but. Apart from that, Charlie, <laughs> this one. <laughs> I'll tell you the truth. And I, I wanted to make a point about Nigeria. Nigeria has the best player in Africa at the moment, Victor Simhen. The problem is, I don't know if it will be enough for just Victor. And and look at all the quality that Mane and Salah had been showing on the pitch for so long. And look at how long it took them. It took for them to finally get to the very top when it comes to AFCON. I, I think that there's quality that will edge Osim Hen and his boys out this time round. I'm not going to put them in the final. I'll put them in the semis. I'll put Ghana in the quarterfinals. I'm not going to put them in the final. Because, again, Ghana's talent is too new. Um, um, our boy, Mohamed Kudus in West Ham has been doing an amazing job. But if you look at Ghana and what they've been doing in the friendlies, getting to the tournament, I can't put my money behind them. I don't earn enough to go and bet it on Ghana, honestly. <laughs> It's not, it's not going to work. So I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to put it on Mohamed Salah and Egypt, pulling, um, um, finishing that amazing run that Salah has had for the, for the past few years, for the past few Afghans. I can't decide between Morocco and Senegal for the, for the, to join them in the final. I'm only going to say that I think that Morocco as a team has shown themselves to be more consistent. We have more grit after that last AFCON. And so I'll put them ahead of Senegal. But honestly, I, I, I really don't see anyone else showing that sort of quality. Maybe Nigeria. Unfortunately, the way the groups are stacked up, I really don't see any wild difference coming out uh, in how the, the round of 16 shapes up. And, and that's the nature of this year's AFCON, Peter. That's it on this very first edition Thank you to my colleagues Mimi Fawaz and Daniel Datsi. And don't forget, you can catch us on our YouTube channel, download our podcast, and follow all the latest news on our WhatsApp channel. Just type in the African Football Showdown. Now, we're going to be signed out by the band Proud from Ghana. Let's go. Warriors.